to a special bonus episode of MCV Cast. I'm Aaron Murphy, Executive Director of Montana Conservation Voters in the Magic City of Billings, Montana, and I'm joined by Political Director Jake Brown in Helena and Deputy Director Whitney Tani in Bozeman. Today we're tackling a pair of ballot measures to fund public lands in Montana. On October 5th, Montana Conservation Voters joined some of our colleagues in conservation to launch the Public Lands Coalition for 118 and 190. We held an event at Spring Meadow Lake State Park in Helena to elevate these two ballot initiatives, which Montana voters will weigh in on in the coming days. In Helena, MCV joined the Wild Montana Action Fund, the Montana Wildlife Federation, and the Trust for Public Land to urge Montana voters to support Initiative 190 and Constitutional Initiative 118. We've covered these ballot measures previously on MCV Cast, but we've upped the ante in recent weeks because of how important these two measures are for our public lands across the state. We like to think of these two initiatives as a binary star. Sure, they are two different points of light, but they are seen as one effort, and that is permanent, reliable, and significant funding for our state's public lands. Initiative 190 allows for the legalization, regulation, and taxation of limited amounts of recreational cannabis for adults 21 and over in Montana. Constitutional Initiative 118 simply adds two words to Montana's constitution to define an adult for the purposes of cannabis consumption as someone 21 or over. We understand there may be confusion as to why this effort requires two ballot initiatives, so let's just clear this up. I-190 changes the law to allow for the sale, consumption, and taxation of recreational marijuana. CI-118 has to be paired with it in order to ensure that cannabis consumption is limited to adults 21 and over. CI-118 simply adds the two words, and marijuana, to the part of our constitution that sets the alcohol age at 21. So if you support the idea of legalizing recreational marijuana and using the tax revenue to fund our public lands, vote yes on both measures to make it happen. Another way to put it, we do not support legalizing and regulating marijuana for anyone under the age of 21. So why are Montana's largest public lands and conservation organizations behind this effort? In a single word, opportunity. Nearly half of the tax revenue generated through this effort is dedicated to funding state-owned public lands, which is part of Montana's $7 billion outdoor recreation economy and the 70,000 jobs that rely on that economy. That crunches out to about $18 million per year for non-game wildlife, for trails and recreation, for our state parks, and for Habitat Montana, which increases access to our public lands. After studying this plan carefully, MCV saw this opportunity and determined it was right for our mission to better fund the outdoor places we own that are, sadly, chronically underfunded. This week, MCV Cast is pleased to share the wise words from our friends and allies at the Wild Montana Action Fund, the Trust for Public Land, and the Montana Wildlife Federation. Here's Nick Jivak, Conservation Director of the Montana Wildlife Federation. So, you know, these measures together would, would really be game changers for our state's best conservation and access program, and that is Habitat Montana. Uh, we have a long history in Montana of being at the forefront of wildlife conservation, and uh, largely through the protection of vital winter range for deer, elk, and other big game, as well as other native wildlife species. Uh, our, our system of wildlife management areas is really second to none. They provide that crucial winter range when big game needs it most, and it's a big reason why we enjoy the abundance of wildlife that we do today. 
Um, Habitat Montana is essential as a stable source of funding for projects like the proposed Big Snowy Mountains Wildlife Management Area near Judith Gap. This would be a 5,600-acre wildlife management area in a part of the state with one of the largest elk herds in Montana, and, and as well as numerous other wildlife species. Habitat Montana is also essential for our agriculture industry and wildlife by funding conservation easements with willing private landowners. These easements allow families who make their living off the land to plan for the future and strengthen their agricultural operations while also extending public hunting access to their lands. Now, both the fee title purchases for wildlife management areas and private land conservation easements serve an essential role in increasing public access for public hunters, anglers, and recreational users. Um, these open up uh, not only access to the lands involved in these projects, but also, also often adjoining public, uh, adjoining landlock and, and public lands. So when you look at these projects, nearly everyone has, a public, has public lands involved that result in a far larger footprint than the lands that are specifically covered by the project. In Montana, we have an estimated 1.5 million acres of public lands that are inaccessible to the public, and Habitat Montana is essential to opening these lands up. Um, it's essential for the landowners who participate in these programs. Every one of these projects that we put together, they're complex. They involve a variety of funding sources, including federal matching private conservation organization, as well as donations by the landowners of the value. So Habitat Montana has helped conserve and open up more than 880,000 acres of lands and it's crucial that we keep investing in it to do solid conservation work that benefits all Montanans. And that's why we're standing here in support of this today. That was Nick Jivak of the Montana Wildlife Federation. Dr. Kasia Booker also weighed in on the importance of I-190 and CI-118. Kasia is the Policy and Advocacy Director at the Wild Montana Action Fund, which is affiliated with the Montana Wilderness Association. Wild Montana Action Fund builds the political power necessary for protecting and conserving public lands and wild places across the state by elevating the voices of Montanans who cherish our outdoor way of life. Wild Montana Action Fund is proud to endorse I-190 and CI-118, which together would legalize marijuana use by adults over the age of 21 and generate $18 million in much needed revenue for conservation in Montana. A study conducted last year by Headwaters Economics found $60 million of unmet conservation needs for working lands, wildlife, trails, and state parks. If any of you, like me, have spent time outdoors this summer, you have seen that need firsthand. Montana has some of the best parks and trails in the country. Of course, we have a lot to work with. This is one of the most beautiful places in the world, as you can see looking around here today. But it's also the result of the investments we've made over the last hundred years to acquire these lands, to build and maintain the infrastructure that allows us to experience them. And that's an investment that's paid off, not just in terms of our outdoor recreation economy, but in terms of our quality of life. This year, we've relied on the outdoors more than ever as a place of solace, as a source of healing, as a space where we can safely get together with family and friends to have fun and create new memories. And we've used them more than ever before. In just the first six months of the year, almost one and a half million people visited our state parks, a 25% increase over the previous year. 
Even without looking at the numbers, anyone here probably could have told you just by their own experience that more people than ever have been taking advantage of our parks and trails. Campgrounds have been filling up every weekend, parking at trailheads stretches down the road. I remember driving up Sealy Swan in July and just seeing sign after sign saying campground full, campground full, campground full, and that was on a Thursday. Seeing the degree to which we are relying on these special places, it's clear we're not doing enough to protect them and we're putting them at risk for the future. At the same time, we need more, more access, more trails, more campgrounds, more places to get away. And we do not currently have the resources to do that. State Parks has a $25 million maintenance backlog, and that's just to maintain what we currently have. It doesn't take into account the increased use we're seeing now and that we'll see into the future. So it's not hyperbole to say it's more important now than ever to invest in these special places. Our need for public lands, parks, and trails is greater than ever before, and we're visiting them in numbers larger than we've ever seen. It's clear that these ballot measures and the revenue they generate for public lands, 18 million per year, come at a critical time. The 11 other states that have legalized marijuana have generated over $6 billion in revenue. Montana should join them. We should pass I-190 and CI-118 so that we too can share in this revenue and use it to make much needed investments in our public lands so we can continue to enjoy them and experience them for generations to come. Here in our state, we've always developed unique solutions to support our public lands. These initiatives fit that bill. It's time to better fund Montana's great outdoors by passing both I-190 and CI-118. Yeah. That was Wild Montana Action's Dr. Kasia Booker. Again, we're listening to remarks from the participants who joined MCV this week at Spring Meadow Lake State Park in Helena to kick off the Public Lands Coalition for 118 and 190. Here's David Weinstein, the Western Conservation Finance Director for the Trust for Public Land. First and foremost, I'm here today because I love the state of Montana. Uh, I was thinking yesterday about some fishing I was doing um, and just what it is to be fishing in the fall this time of year in creek bottoms with open vistas all around and how special that is and what it means for the soul. And I just want to make sure that the, the same Montana that I've fallen in love with is available for future generations. I work for the Trust for Public Land. We are a national nonprofit conservation organization that's dedicated to creating parks and protecting land for people for, to ensure healthy, livable communities for generations to come. I direct uh, TPL's Western Conservation Finance work, and whether at TPL or other organizations, I've been working for nearly a decade to figure out how to create a dedicated source of funding for conservation in this state. And that is why I'm so excited to share the stage with these great conservation allies uh, and to voice TPL's very proud support to pass both CI-118 and I-90 for the state of Montana to ensure a lasting legacy of conservation work for years to come. You know, there are myriad reasons to pass both 118 and 190, not the least of which is what it means for federal matching dollars that will pour into the state. As some of you well know, after decades of funding fights in Washington, D.C., the conservation community achieved one of the most important federal parks and public lands packages of our generation just this year. Two months ago, the president signed into law the Great American Outdoors Act, which, among other things, will permanently and uh, will fully and permanently dedicate funding for the Land and Water Conservation Fund, or LWCF. This stable, predictable public funding of $900 million a year will be a transformative force 
for Montana's public lands and its communities that rely on the outdoors for health, for solace, for inspiration, for its economies, um, and so much more. The Trust for Public Land has used Habitat Montana to unlock LWCF funds uh, throughout our state from the conservation of prime hunting lands around the, in the Kootenai Forest, the protection of working timberlands in the Stillwater Forest, down to recreation, making sure that we've got recreation on Bozeman Pass, protecting national historical trails around Lolo Creek, and so much more. All told, when we've been able to utilize federal, state, and local funding, TPL has protected more than 800,000 acres throughout the state of Montana. But this work is getting more difficult. Just a few year, years ago, we did pass that inevitable but somewhat dubious milestone. We've got more than a million people in the state of Montana. What's more, oh, excuse me, um, and with more people comes pressure on farmers and ranchers that um, you know face conversion of their lands. Fishing access points and trailheads are only getting more crowded. And of course, development pressures will continue to increase. And despite these challenges, this growth and these pressures, currently only 3% of the Montana state budget is dedicated to land, water, and wildlife. The passage of 118 and 190 will help Montanans make the much needed investments we need to conserve our land, water, and wildlife for future generations. These initiatives, as we've heard, will generate some $18 million a year and probably more in the future. Um, and that will be a major windfall for conservation in the state of Montana. And what's more, after the passage of the Great American Outdoors Act, Montana will be better prepared to unlock many millions of dollars more in federal funding uh, to make sure that we get the match required by so many programs of LWCF and to ensure that those funding gaps that invariably, uh, invariably arise in all of our work can be filled. This is a tremendously exciting moment for Montana. We have the opportunity to vouchsafe the legacy of working lands, the open spaces, and the clean water that make us the last best place. 118 and 190 will help us do just that by providing new resources and the momentum to collaboratively expand the benefits of the outdoors and parks into our communities that need them the most. So thank you so much for your time today. This is an opportunity we can't miss. And with that, I'll hand it back over to Aaron Murphy. Thank you, David, Kasia, and Nick. Uh, we appreciate everybody being here. I wanna summarize this one more time because it's very important. In a matter of days, most Montanans will begin receiving their ballots in the mail. Those ballots need to be received by their local elections office by 8 p.m. on November 3rd. On those ballots, two intertwined initiatives that boil down to one thing that is very important for everybody here today, and that is funding our public lands owned by the state of Montana. Places like this, these are the treasures of the treasure state. These votes are votes for those public lands. And with that, I would happy to take any questions or we can offline those if you'd rather, but uh, we appreciate you being here today. The Montana Television Network covered this week's event and asked Murph why MCV and our colleagues are supporting this effort to fund public lands now. So we see this as an opportunity that's, that's coming our way no matter what. So we'd rather get ahead of it and make sure that our public lands get the funding from that that they deserve. And you can find more information about these two initiatives and what they mean for Montana online at publiclandsformontana.org. Again, MCV's Board of Directors has endorsed both I-190 and CI-118. That's yes to both measures because of their significant impact on public lands funding. You can find all of our endorsements on our website, by the way. That's mtvoters.org slash endorsements. This is a special episode of MCVCast, Montana's only conservation podcast. 
We have a new episode out each week, and we're now in our third season. You can subscribe to MCVCast wherever you get your podcasts, and you can hear all back episodes online at mtvoters.org slash podcasts. We'll see you next week. Thank you.